Cool Geeks, and welcome back to City of Geek Podcast, episode number nine. I'm Bob. I'm Kim. And we're just two of us tonight, because uh, we Cody's out with strep throat, and Tony's out with a case of uh, old guy who can't use his phone. No, <laughs> we love you, Tony. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> though, I up. talk enough for, like, <laughs> four people, so... So we, we were going to do an episode about just a rage cast of everything we hate and just having fun ranting, um, but we felt it'd be unfair to see up the two of us because we know that the other ones have <laughs> stuff to rant about. So we're going to play that. Um, so instead, we're going to talk about uh, like haunted house, paranormal, uh, ghost type movies. Uh, so it's something that both Kim and I are really into as. Uh, members of a ghost mm-hmm. uh, here in Seattle, um, and you do force more you, stuff with Spook in Seattle too. Like I do, uh, tour guide, paranormal investigator with Spook in Seattle and the Ghost. Uh, I'm former Supernatural honey of the horror honey, yeah. so Supernatural is kind of my jam. Yeah, and uh, so and then so we we have we both have uh, experience in that. This is something that's a big gut. Big fan of us in real life and in, in movies. So we thought it would be a good topic for us to talk about. But before we get into that, we do have some news to go over. Uh, first, our good friends at Crypticon have announced a couple new guests since our last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got more coming from the Friday, Friday the 13th. We got uh, Amy Steele. I'm excited about that yeah, one. She's yeah, she's really cool. She's like, amazing. Both uh, yeah, Friday the 13th Part 2 and uh, April Fool's Day, mm-hmm. along with a bunch of other An films. underappreciated film, I in my opinion. I love that movie. Yeah, it's so much fun. And it has Biff Tannen in it, too. Of course, if you call oh it Biff Tannen. it does. But, um, yeah. The, uh, it does! Sorry. Yeah, he's, he's like, and the best thing about the movie is watching his um, collar go up and down because it changes, like, in the scene. I love... <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a fun continuity. Yeah. I love continuity errors like that. Like, those are the fun continuity errors. There, there's some that Tom piss Wilson, me off. Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a fun continuity error. Uh, so, yeah, check out uh, April Fool's Day if you haven't. The one from the 80s, there's one from, like, 2012 no, or whatever. I don't that. even know what you remake or just took the name or what have you. I haven't seen it. It's not. It's, uh, I mean, it's closer to a remake than not, but it it takes a lot of liberties. Like, in the same way that Prom Night is a remake of Prom Night, in a way. Oh, yeah. closer than that, I would say. Because oh. um, the Prom Night remake really had nothing to do with the original. Just the title one. The title was it, and, there was, and the fact that it involved prom, but it, one involved uh, a mysterious mass killer, and the other was a creepy former teacher stalking his students. Yeah. Um, no, it, I, and to be fair, it's been a few years since I've watched the, the uh, April Fool's remake, but it's just not particularly, like, the cleverness of the original April Fool's uh, did not... If I could compare it to something, it'd be more Crywolf. Fair enough, yeah. Um, with Bon Jovi. I remember from, that movie, yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, from, I think, around the same time, too. But. Yeah, I think Crywolf was like Cosmo or something. Yeah, um, yeah. But I remember seeing April Fool's Day as a, as a kid a lot on the, the video uh, in the video store because mm. you have the, the, the cover noose. of the Braid with the Noose. And it's a very distinct cover. Them. And uh, you don't have it like that anymore. Like, I used to have that no. double feature uh, disc with uh, My Buddy Valentine, which came out, mm. around, came out a couple years previously. Mm-hmm. But some of these are always linked. Maybe the same production company bought them, but they always you see them are in double features. Maybe. I don't know. Well, because I know My Buddy, Buddy Valentine is Canadian. Canadian yeah. yeah. Um, and that that's actually has a really good remake. Uh, both the original mm. and the remake for My Buddy Valentine are. Are you high? I love the remake. Are you kidding me? No, the remake's amazing. 
Are you saying that ironically? No, no, I think it has a great, great spirit. It's a lot of fun and a lot of, a lot of great kills. But hey, tweets burn, right? You can be wrong. <laughs> you know what candy popcorn? <laughs> um, well, like I, all of the. I'm sorry. Wait, no, we have to we have to linger on this for a moment because the it, the movie would be fine if it wasn't for the fact that it was one of the early like I'm a 3D movie that when you watch it in T T 2D is ridiculous. Yeah, I haven't seen it in the the 2D form. Of See, it that was how I saw it in theaters once, and, that's and it. all I could think the entire time was. Why are you like the, uh. you missed the 3D Tom Atkins mustache? Oh no, I'm, I'm crushed. I'm so crushed. No, I, I have a problem with like a 3D movie needs to exist in 2D format equally as well, and that one does not even try. And so, yeah, moving on to other guests, anyway. Uh, that's Adrian King from, um, mm, yeah, from uh, Friday 13th yeah. 1 and 2 as yeah. well for Rebirth 2, which um, I'm kind of impressed that because she doesn't, uh. Yeah, she moved out to occasional here and there. She's had yeah. some issues with the stalkers. And, yeah, which is uh, horrible. So I'm, I'm actually very excited about her. So that'd be, uh, that'd be really cool. So yeah, check out Crypticon, uh, CrypticonSeattle.com. Uh, panels are being worked on too. Other guests, um, still watching stuff at the film festival. So still, we got a lot of good movies this year lined up. I don't know what Eric will pick, um, but I have the rating a lot of those. Um, so Crypticon's coming out in May, first weekend of May. I don't know the exact dates. Uh, always a great time. Always a blast. If you're in Pacific mm -hmm. Northwest, come out and see us. Um, also happening in Pacific Northwest um, is our friends at the Grave Plot Podcast. Uh, Taylor and Tony uh, have their own little film festival mm -hmm. this weekend here at the Arc Lodge uh, in annual. Columbia City. Uh, first annual, yes. <laughs> People say it. Inaugural, right? Inaugural. Um, it is sold out. Uh, it's the day after this comes out anyway. So, Good for yeah. them. So, yeah, check them out. Uh, they have a great podcast every yep. every week two weeks they go over two movies and go over all the news and everything um so i've been watching i've been listening to old old episodes i did listen to a lot of newer ones then got back to the beginning and i'm working my way through um and then uh other wonderful friends with podcast and festivals is the bone bat film, uh, film festival uh, mark april 14th um I believe so. It's a couple days after my birthday. It was April 11th. So, okay, um, yeah, uh, April, <laughs> April 13th, <laughs> April 13th uh, Saturday. Mm -hmm. And that does still, uh, tickets are available for through however they have it. Uh, but we also note that, uh, yeah, Steve from the Bone Bat Film Festival will, will be on our podcast Yay. as uh, our first guest, likely, unless we have someone here between here and there. But in March, we'll be talking about horror comedies uh, since it's a horror comedy film festival, and Steve and I were both on the Horror comedy panel last year's Crypticon. Oh, right. So it'd be cool to have him on there. Um, and while we're just plugging our friends, my go buy books from our friends like TV Chanchel and uh, Tom Carnell. Just go buy their books on Amazon or directly <laughs> from them because they're awesome. In uh, other news, uh, we do have some sad news to note is uh, Dick Miller from every movie you can possibly think of, like, like 400 credits on IMDb. Yeah. Um, passed away recently. Uh, Yesterday, at the time that we're recording this, mm -hmm. uh, guys, ninety, great career. A great um, character actor. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm showing up usually just Walter Paisley is the, <laughs> is, uh, is has been since the 1950s when he started with Roger Corman, and then with uh, Joe Joe Dante. I mean, what a career he had! Yeah. Like, really, what a career. He's been on like all the TV shows, a lot of cop procedurals. I was mm -hmm. looking at his IMDb yesterday, um, in 
And like, if it's a TV show, he's probably guested on it at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if it's, you know, wearing a cop uniform in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But if it's Joe Dante movie, he's in there somewhere, uh, either stealing one single scene in The Howling or making a uh, noticeable character as uh, Mr. Fetterman in the Gremlins movies, mm-hmm. uh, where he's all over those. Um, so, rest in peace, Mr. Miller. Thank you for showing up. In every movie you love. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> a bucket of blood until recently. I think he did like something last year. I can't remember what. But oh, good for him. He was sick, so he's 90. So that's something. But that's, I mean, if you love what you do, being able to just keep doing it until you, your body can't anymore, like that's, as I mean, as a performer, that's kind of the dream a little bit. You just, you just keep going. Exactly. So you know when you show, yeah, when he shows up, you're going to have one good scene and that's, Eventually, one day, we'll remember when Kim was in one good scene of every movie ever existed. Well, can we can we fast forward <laughs> to that point sooner rather than later? I have a very memorable scene in the uh, horror film that I directed for the local youth theater. Very memorable. I'll have to see it one day and find out. I don't even support my friend's work, so just kidding. <laughs> I had to work when it when it when it played. So, um, and then in, a, in other news, uh, this is something just. Spread on the way here. Uh, apparently, Ben Affleck is out with Batman. I only know that for months. He's been talking about it forever, but now it's apparently official. Like the new Batman, the Batman movie that's coming out in a couple years, if they ever actually make it, uh, is going to be a younger Bruce Wayne. That's um, smart. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like Affleck as Batman. No, I thought he's a great pick, actually. I did, but I don't think he could. I don't know that a whole movie of just him. I don't think it would be interesting because he works well playing off of other people, like. I didn't hate Justice League. It's a shit show, but it was. Yeah, it's a moment. It was fun, and I mean, like it had Wonder Woman in it, and and uh, somebody else that you know. Jason Momoa, shirtless. <laughs> there you are. And well, and I like uh, Ezra Miller as uh, as the Flash. He I, it, too bad he didn't have anything to do, but he was. But, but he's he, he was there for like his scenes were fun. Him as a character was fun, and it was a nice contrast. And I enjoyed the interaction between. Uh, Bruce Wayne and the other characters. That's kind of where I thought he was the strongest. When that and he seemed to have kind of like super homosexual thing going on with Superman. Yeah. Uh, which totally. I'm kind of disappointed they didn't dig further into that because that I would pay money to see. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I him as an entire movie all by himself. Do I think that would be particularly interesting? No. Um, I think, There's Batman on Wait You. Talk about how much he works alone and he won't stand on his own in this case. Well, but, uh, but hey, that was more Lego Batman movies. Well, That's I also fine. think, I think, I think Batman needs, beyond the fact that we've already had fairly strong Batman films in the last, I mean, that's forever. Uh, yeah, like and that's not a dig. I, I love the Batman. No, movies. no, no. I, but Michael Keaton, my Batman film too. I feel but. like Batman needs the Spider-Man treatment. Because you're running out of ways to tell his story in a new and interesting way. And he needs the Spider-Man Homecoming. He needs something that changes the formula. Because right now, um, we all know it too well. And, all right, cool, you're doing another Batman. What's? Why should I watch this one instead of go watch one of the other ones? What are you going to do to make this interesting when it's not like we haven't had multiple Batman movies coming out the last X number of years? So... I think going the younger route, uh, maybe that will bring us something. Maybe they'll twist its formula around a little bit. We'll find something new. Um, and then it'll just link in the golf. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I haven't watched the show, so I don't. I 
Yeah. I keep meaning to. <laughs> it's got good tasts, but uh, uh, there's too many things to watch. And uh, coming up on our own website, because if you're listening to us from SoundCloud or iTunes, we do have our website, cdfgeek.com, which I never mentioned until right now, so I'm missing <laughs> that. Uh, or find us on Facebook or Twitter. So, uh, But yeah, cityofgeek.com, everything's up there. We have uh, but on our YouTube and on our website, we're going to have a couple new things coming out. Um, starting a series called I've Seen It, which I watched the entire of a You're missing a Bob's series. dramatic face yes. right now. It's very dramatic. You can see the dramatic face in the YouTube video. Yeah, so there's one coming out for the Lego movie series coming out. Uh, it's a link to the new Lego movie. Then after that's going to be mostly horror stuff, mostly geeky, more geeky stuff. But as we watch those for the Lego movie too, so, and which is great, check out my review for that. Um, I got an upcoming Stephen King retrospect. I'm going to start going through with some, uh, some of our French and Crypticon, uh, along with other things that I know that Cody's talking about doing Italian horror stuff, and uh, you have your recaps true of true crime and my recaps of uh, ridiculously silly, cheesy shows. So check that out. Uh, come back to the site every day. Bookmark us. Find out what we're working on. Because <laughs> uh, we love you, and we want you to love us. Uh, so love us. that's uh, love that's us. all the news and stuff that I had. Did you have anything else that popped out recently you want to mention before we dive in? I think let's just dive in. Cool, yeah, so we're talking about uh, hauntings, paranormal, ghosts, depending on how you look at it. I'm reticent to say haunted house with some of these hexes, it's not in the house um, or wherever. So just generally about that. And I'm talking about more movies than, than actual, our own actual experiences, even right. though we do have that. Well, and some um, of these movies are... Could tie into that. or And are based on quote-unquote true stories. Yeah, take that to your grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm just asked out, uh, what is your... Favorite paranormal based mm, movie. My favorite? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, or someone said, like, what's the first thing that comes to your head? It's like, someone's, what, what's uh, what's the scary ghost movie? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. The first one that comes to my head isn't necessarily the best movie, but I think it's an underappreciated movie, which is uh, The Awakening. Oh yeah, that's um. That's, and that's I think part of why I enjoy it so much is that it's about a woman, uh, post World War. I think it's World World one. one, yeah, because yeah, it's earlier. Because it's a, it's really a sequel to Turning of the Screw, and that's yes, that's the seventies. It's the little girl from that growing up, but yeah. it was supposed to be. Then they rewrote it, but and I don't know if she's Um, but uh, you have Rebecca Hall, who is perfection. I mean, she is such a fantastic actress, and she really commits to the part. But I, I think why I like it is that her whole deal is, is I mean, she's essentially an early paranormal investigator, except she's just trying to debunk. Yeah. But some of the methods she used in the film are accurate. I mean, they're, they're things that were used by investigators back in the early days. Um, and so that aspect of it has always really appealed to me. And, and I, I enjoy the story. I think there's... it's. Not a perfect film in a lot of ways. I think um, a lot of what we see, we kind of twisty, we, we can figure out as things go along. Yes. We can watch a lot of these type of movies, of course, I do. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you figure out fairly quickly what uh, some of the twists are. And, I mean, there's there's problems in the fact, like, I, the ending to me is a little bit, meh. And uh, what's his butt? Dominic, what's his butt? So the kid, the kid, uh, is the kid who plays Brands in it from Game of Thrones, right? He's the little kid. Oh, he's the little kid, yeah. Gay, gay. But, Dominic, who? Uh, I, I was thinking, West or yeah, Dominic. from The Wire, the guy yeah, yeah. McNulty from The Wire. Um, his like stutter disappears midway through the movie. Like there's there's little details like that that are sloppy, 
there's some scenes that were omitted that I think would have. Yeah, don't make waves. Yeah, uh, that I think it's unfortunate because they would have served to better flesh out some aspects of the plot. The plot's kind of messy. Um, it's obvious that it's a script that was rewritten a number of times. Yeah, um, so it originally was a turn of the screw exactly. sequel. But it has very strong performances overall. And the, the idea of it, I just really enjoy. Like, a, a woman ghost hunter who's trying to debunk the idea of ghosts and encountering uh, some actual ghosts. In one of my favorite settings, giant empty mansions oh, are falling apart. Yes. But with just, kids, too. Yeah. With creepy, creepy, creepy kids. Because all kids are creepy. I'm sorry. Since we're you know, mentioning the similar topic, uh, brings up to one of my favorites is The Innocence. Yeah, that's that uh, awesome. Yeah, with the... Never let um oh god this, I had her name and I lost it Deborah Carr Deborah Carr yeah ne never let her uh do any sort of babysitting or something because like a black narcissist and that there's like three other movies where she she watches kids and yeah. bad things happen um, but yeah, the turn uh turn of screw from Henry James I think mm -hmm. is one of the scariest stories I've ever read in my life yeah um it really gets right in me I ghost stories so paranormal and Ghost stories are the few things that every time when I watch a good one actually scares the shit out of me and kind of gets in my soul. Especially if I'm reading a good one or watching a good one. Um, and The Innocence does that um, with his black and white photography. Um, beautiful beautiful shot. Yeah. It's just stunning. Um, and then the performances and the way oh. it's done and this, the book it's based upon is wonderful. Well, and the, the little boy in it, the actor that plays the little boy, he is really phenomenal because he's having to channel an older male essentially in a lot of his scenes and it was something the first time I saw it that really struck me how solid he is and and that's hard because he according to her he might have the gardener in him yeah, yeah it's all, I love the unreliable narrator aspect to it because yes. you don't know if it's if she's just I hate using the word but crazy yeah. or if it's Sexually frustrated. It actually is haunted. Or... <laughs> uh, yes, uh, women get sexually frustrated. They start seeing ghosts. It's just how it goes. It's uh, uh, the yellow wallpaper, right? It's, <laughs> they're all. Um, Which is, I'm just looking at the poster yellow wallpaper yeah, on your wall. I was in the yellow wallpaper. you. Yes. <laughs> um, no, uh, the, it's it's really a gorgeous movie, and it's it's one of those movies that yes, it's a ghost story. Yes, it's a creepy story. Um, but it's also very accessible if you're not a, a fan necessarily of scary movies. Uh, I mean, it's black and white. It's British. It's classy. You can convince anyone to watch it, even. But still, like, such a cool. strong tone yes, that keeps yes. everything moving in that. And there's a, a play version. In fact, I think there's a play a lot of them. It was there's a, a lot play, of plays, a lot of movies. It was a movie, play before like... it was a movie. Uh, play version is very interesting too. I read it just recently, looking for material for some of my students. Uh, but no, that's yeah. That's, that's uh, the there's been a couple more turn, versions of turning a screw since I haven't seen any of them. The one's supposed to come out in like a couple weeks, but then it dropped off the release schedule. And then it dropped off, yeah. Uh, the turnings just, they called well, it, but, uh, yeah. So we'll we'll find out if from those things that they some studio plotted up and then never. Yeah, <laughs> then they were like, I just remember that. this. Woo, we already did this good, 1963. Uh, uh, that just reminded me of um, oh crap, what was it? it was last year and it was uh, was it Naomi Watts? God, it was awful. They like ran out of money, and you can tell. That the oh the shit. <laughs> I know, right? No, uh, I, no the shutting, right? No. No. She was no. in shutting, which was it also ran out of money. Not the movie lots, but it was a similar look. Because shutting was a piece of crap too. Oh, but that's not a haunting. It's meant to kind of look like one for a minute. Uh no um. 
it's uh, uh, but it's the woman. They move into that house, and there's ghosts. But then it's like you can hear all the crannies in it. Uh, the disappointment room one, or no, it's the, the, yes, the, the disappointment room. Yeah, that's oh, uh, Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. See, she's another blood actress. What can I say? That um, one's a, yeah, that's a piece of crap. That yeah, they did run out of money making that. Movie. And you can tell, <laughs> you see the moment where they run out of money in the film, and then it just kind of ends, <laughs> and you're like, what the. Because that and like the other side of the door came out very similar to each other. They both oh, came out bombed, and I watched them both, and they're both crap. I fell asleep during the other side of the door, and I I was watching it for Hundred Days of Horror, so I had to watch it all. So I kept rewinding it, and I kept <laughs> falling asleep. <laughs> and I swear it took me six hours to get through that movie because I kept falling asleep. So anyway, um, so yes, <laughs> the innocence. Um, another one, uh, and see, there, there's, even within Haunted House movies, you have kind of the faux Haunted House movie, um, where you think it's haunted, but it's, oh, I mean, something like The Boy, where yeah, you think it's, you, I had, I had a note of listing when he was like, not actually haunted, but that, but and, it uh, plays with the idea, but, like, Housebound, Housebound was the one I was going to mention, only because it's such a fantastic film, and it's, it's, I mean, I suppose it's one we'll talk about more at the horror comedy podcast. Yeah. But it's the problem of coming out right after the boy, or maybe it came well, out no, the year before in New Zealand, and they and they put it out in the United States around the same time to latch on the boy because a similar concept. Except good. good yeah. The big difference is it's actually a good movie. Um, but it is interesting to think about. You know, you have you have your straight up. Well, when we were talking about this about this before we started, you're straight up haunted house movie, but you have the is a haunted house movie because it's playing on the idea of a haunting. Um, but is there actually a haunting happening? I don't want to give too many spoilers. Yeah, seen some the, of the, the movies that we t- listed with House Bound and Cloudy figure out some of the stuff. Right, uh, right, right, right. No. It's been a couple years. It's been on streaming. It's been streaming it, for a while. Spoiling it too much. Right. Um. But, uh, well, and, and getting into things like uh, movies with demons, where's or, that line? Yeah, like, do the medieval movies, are they haunting movies, or are they demon movies? They're crap movies. Mm. <laughs> There's a side to point. Uh, but sometimes they do slide in there. Actually, I put, like, is Nightmare on Elm Street counting for this? Because he's technically a ghost. <laughs> but Elm's gonna leave that at that and push it to the side. Yeah. I don't, he, it's not, it's not considered a haunting movie. Well, and he's not played as a ghost. He's yeah. played as something that inhabits your dreams, and that's different. Yeah, it's different. Walking in a dream world isn't the same thing as, I mean, he's more undead, if anything else, or true, true, existing true. in another plane. Yeah, so I never really consider him a ghost. I don't know. I yeah, threw well, down like, the note with a gun, maybe. It's, it's yeah. kind of more of a, I feel like he, he's closer to a pinhead than he is to a spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you also can look at something like Jason Voorhees, who's died. How many fucking times? <laughs> what the fuck Definitely is he? Definitely not a haunted movie, though. But what is he? I don't know. Yes, he's he's Jason. He's Jason. That's I love him, and that's all that matters. Uh, but then, yeah, it comes to when it comes to things that are more demonic uh, or possibly demonic, uh, bringing the two Insidious mm-hmm. and Medieval uh, things that kind of blur the line. Of course, some mm-hmm. people like to call all ghost demons, and some. But uh, yeah, but I've seen a lot, lots, lots, a lot of particularly angry ghosts are sought, thought as demons right. or identify themselves as such to fuck with the people that they are haunting. Or in both in real just, life and in movies. Or they were just dicks when they were alive. Yeah. And <laughs> so they're done. nasty people. That's always my opinion personally as a as, as an investigator. But um, no, I mean I think even in Insidious, 
you ha I have the like Darth Maul demon guy. And then you have a lot of people who are alive. And you and have dead. and you have more traditional ghosts. I mean, uh, throughout the film, what you're seeing isn't necessarily demons, and they talk a lot about again. It's you know merging of different worlds. So you do start to get into the very nature of ghosts and different belief systems. Are ghosts just residual energy? Are they existing in a different plane than us? Are they in a different world than us? How much consciousness do they have? Which... Exactly. Ross, what do you say? No, <laughs> um. So, um, yeah. Uh, on those lines, though, speaking of James Wan, uh, the Conjuring movies. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't mention that without going to the conjuring because the, the kind of conjuring and insidious are really linked in my mind because they did come out around the same time they're, they're both well incredibly well done oh, they're movies. Well done. They, ha they do have their distractors and yeah. uh there's issues in the later as a series as move along but i think yeah. at least both conjuring and the city the first chapters are both incredibly well done movies mm -hmm. in which I, I think i mentioned before on the podcast um uh, so i'm repeating myself and like like two people are at home like I think I already talked about this last time. <laughs> but they, they treat their audience with such respect mm -hmm. um, by allowing the ghost to appear before the stinger, before the noise. Mm -hmm. um, we mentioned before about Rose Byrne walking around the house and you see the ghost in the background. Yeah. And then she realizes it and she comes back in the room and that's when she notices it and that's when the musical sting comes in. Allows mm -hmm. the audience to see that. doesn't pander in that case. It doesn't like just go rah at you, which the Nun movie does do. And the movie that we'll talk about later on it's really guilty of of that sending up a scare and then just like throwing it at your face when that i was thinking in the conjuring which i really enjoy the conjuring but only when i look at it as a fictional movie oh yeah absolutely the um, warns are onto the warns of bullcrap well, i don't i don't like them as paranormal investigators i i have fairly strong opinions on them for a lot of reasons but in terms of of actually retelling the stories neither of the conjuring movies are particularly accurate to what actually happened no so if looking at them purely as a piece of fiction uh I, the the first conjuring especially i mean i love the the clap scene mm -hmm. the build up to that i it's there's just some really wonderful moments and yes james Wan likes jump scares um I don't mind how he uses them as much as I mind. I think as his career has gone on, there's times he's abusing jump stairs. Uh, so that's not maybe studio interference or people expecting oh, that. Or... Right, right, right. Um, but there's there's some really wonderful moments, and and, and how it's all crafted is is very very strong. Uh, the second Conjuring, it's harder for me to kind of differentiate between the two, and it's. Partially because that story, the Enfield haunting, yeah. is has several different versions on it. Yes, and that, <laughs> if, 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 honestly, if you enjoyed Conjuring two and you want to get a more complete version of what happened in the Enfield haunting or the Enfield culture, guys, that Hulu has. Uh, it, it's British, but it's a mini series and it's two parts. It's like four hours long, and they have it. I think it's just called the Enfield haunting. Yeah. And, there's the book This House Is Haunted. Yes. Oh, which is pretty darn good too. But it's it's by far in terms of accuracy it's it's the warrens were very they weren't involved they popped in for a weekend and, no for a day a day a day. a day they were there for a day we have a trip to london yeah out. uh they were they were they had nothing to do with the case full stop period they had nothing to do with the case and the case is fucking fascinating 
So whether or not you believe, either direction you go, if, if you go the direction that there's actually was a girl who was being possessed, or if you go in the direction of these children thought up a huge con, no matter that which way you go. a lot of uh, paranormal investigators for a long for time. For a long time. Yeah, I, I kind of think that there's something going on there, and the girls kind of like brought it up a little bit more as, to, as, to keep it. Because they admitted to a few things that they faked, and part of it was the pressure of, of finally having yeah. all these investigators kind of demanding on demand, and anyone who actually does ghost hunting will tell you, beyond the fact that's not how it works, ghost hunting is a lot of sitting around, mm. talking to the air, talking hoping to the air. get something, yeah. and then listening to audio recordings and looking at video recordings and taking a lot of pictures. It's yeah. not particularly interesting a lot of the time yeah every time i come back from investigation and just sit down in a room listening with my headphones on to a mm. recorder for 45 minutes doing yeah. absolutely nothing because make any noise i can't hear someone speaks it's it's not like the ghost hunting shows show it to be and if you go into it expecting instant gratification you're going to be sorely disappointed yeah i haven't been in anyone's homes besides like walker hands house a couple of things but like until like oh i said a light switch turn on like that's it that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyone who's actually lived in a haunted house knows like you don't have something every day. You don't. No. They, it doesn't really ramp up all that much. Sometimes it does. It sometimes. Can. Uh, for the most part, I've you know living in the ghost for ten years and something falls off a counter occasionally, mm-hmm. or your keys vanish and you go, give me back my keys, and next thing you know they're on the couch, mm-hmm. <laughs> which you know they weren't on a second ago. And if you have kids or pets, it becomes even harder to tell when you're looking again at, at hauntings and when you're looking at. Uh, your kids or your pets fucking with you. <laughs> but again, I digress. Um, so yes, uh, The Conjuring, devoid of actual historical context, is is, is a really well done and, and creepy movie. It's, it's one of those ones that, um, again, I think is commercially accessible to people who aren't horror fans, but it will creep them out. It'd be a great movie to watch around Halloween with a group of your friends who don't want something that's particularly gory, because it's not a gory yeah. movie. And, and it's rated R. It's rated R. for scary, which is really cool. You yeah. know, so you don't see it very often. It's it's a genuinely well done film. But you can't bring up The Conjuring 2 and Enfield without bringing up um, Ghostwatch. <laughs> Can we get a big it's smile? True. It's true. <laughs> that's another version of, of Enfield done very well. Done very well to the point where... People sued BBC. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of the... Uh, not that the War of the Worlds... The War of the Worlds thing is not what that's, people that's think it was. But, it, yeah. but that idea of people got really genuinely distressed and confused and concerned. Um, it only aired on TV... Once in 1992. And, and they, did it, they showed it, I think, recently. With, but now that people know what it is. It, yeah. well, it's, it's also on it's Shutter. It's streaming now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you can access it. But when they first showed it, they showed it as, as real because they used real people. They used real, they uh, used they a were, real like, newscaster. Yeah, the guy yeah. using everything because he's seen it in a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it, it was playing with this idea of, of kind of found footage a little bit before found footage was really uh, uh, a phenomena. Yeah, before... Um, um, the yeah, Blair Witch and St. Francisville. And I mean, Blair Witch and, and uh, Last Francis- Broadcast. Yeah, Last Broadcast. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are kind of, I mean, honestly, Blair Witch is what catapulted found footage to what it is today. But yeah, it's the Holocaust not, kind of started it, discontinued yeah, it. And it's then, not like it never existed before. You just, no one had found the formula 
to use it to the point where it became a cultural phenomenon. And part of why, Blair Witch is a, is kind of a ghost movie. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, Blair Witch is its own spirit movie. Uh, you've got a spirit of Blair Witch or whatever, whatever, she is. Is, yeah. whatever she is. Um, not quite a Freddy Krueger, but not the same as a traditional haunting, at least if we're to believe the second movie, she can warp time <laughs> and or place, which... And the third movie kind of does that a little bit, too. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Well, yes. It, it, depending on, well, both second movies, the third movie I might, say. Yeah. The third movie is kind of more like, my hand is like the aliens? <laughs> the third movie discounts that the second... The third movie is... Anyway, that's a whole Yeah, yeah. Where which... Anyway. Good ghost movies as well, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we're, mean, gonna, we're just like going all over the place. If you want to talk about your quintessential ghost movie, yeah, ghost. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's it is it's the movie that uh, made a lot of women, I think, wish that they had a haunting <laughs> or a pottery class. Uh, or a pottery <laughs> class. Although, can we talk about the fact? And again, it's been a little bit since I've seen ghosts, so maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but. If I think I know where you're going to go here, when, if I when, say the ghost she's, you know, she's doing her whole erotic pottery moment. Um, isn't she erotic pottering with Whoopi Goldberg? She is. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the first thing I think of every time I watch, I think of ghosts. It's like, yeah, we see Patrick Swayze, but yeah. we know it's Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Which leads me down a whole other line of a lot of things. Um, mostly being, like, it's Whoopi Goldberg's body, right? So is she not, no, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> There's boobs involved. There's other things involved. What? what Your hair got really long, Patrick. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's just having the time of her life. I, 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 think, <laughs> I think it's an issue of me analyzing something more than I should. But once you go down that rabbit hole, you can't stop. It's kind of like when I'm, when I'm watching a movie. And I'm guilty of picking this up from Rip Tracks and Mystery Science. Mm. Uh, but when... Movies are extended flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And they just remind, occasionally, just turning the person next to you, like, remember, Santa Claus is telling the story. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start narrating as Santa Claus. Did you yeah. That? Yeah. Then, or I'm thinking the Santa Claus meets the Easter Bunny or whatever it is. Right, uh, right, right. Ice cream bunny thing that they have. Um, but anyway, we're getting off to tangents again. We're, it's, tangents are fun. We uh, live in Tangent Hill. We've gone uh, a while without actually mentioning something that's been on everyone's mind recently, thanks to a new version of on television, uh, The Haunting. And yes. Three different versions. Um, well, the the haunting of Hill House. Yes. Yeah. Um, Fantastic book. Great first movie. Great first crappy movie. Shitty movie. Crappy Vincent shitty Price. movie. Vincent Price. <laughs> no, well, I was thinking that Vincent Price the haunting. Um, the 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 house on the hill. House on haunted hill. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was thinking yeah, about the no, Shirley Jackson. You're right. Yes. <laughs> There's too many movies with the same. And then you get the haunt, Then you get the haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is also actually sad. But yeah. The, Robert Wise's 1963 version of the, mm-hmm. the Haunting is, is still one of the best haunted house movies, horror films of, of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's a, one we shouldn't mention. Yeah, great production design. Great production design. Good actors. Yeah. Crappy yeah. ass movie. <laughs> well, you can't have everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you have high standards, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Expect better out of Liam Neeson and Lily Taylor. Um. Yeah, you know. There was a lot, was, was that, late 90s? 1999, because yeah. it was episode one, so you had Liam Neeson all over the place. Yeah, so I feel like a lot of movies in the 90s suffered from this, you have such a great cast, how the fuck did you fuck this up so much? There's, I think 90s is a lot of studio notes. 
lost yeah. the studio notes for a lot of things. Like in weird production design where they couldn't quite get the the production and the lighting, I think, to match mm-hmm. right, which is weird, makes everything look really fake. Fake. Uh, it's watching like Rush and the other, I'm thinking of other the, movies, the remake but, of, yeah, uh, the other of House on Which I love that remake. I love the original and I love that remake. I, Both the, the sequel to the new one isn't as good. Um, yeah. But the DVD had the really cool thing of like, choose your own adventure before Bandersnatch. Mm, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's but the I didn't the see podcast. that. Yeah. I, I haven't seen, I've seen the first season of Black Mirror, that's it. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the, the Vincent Price and then later Jeffrey Rush, both those are, are fun movies. Like, mm-hmm. Completely different ways. Or the original one might not actually be Ghost either. Uh, some people were seeing some things, so it might have some sort of haunting. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> so the, the, the Vincent Price here, not the, uh, the not, Price not, not the got, Robert Wise movie. <laughs> when you've got the, um, the, uh, couple, the, um, groundskeeper and the, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, well, I, I enjoy the Vincent Price one partially because it's so theatrical. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate a lot of the older movies that have that level of theatricality. Thank you, William Castle. Yeah, oh yeah, but that's I mean, all he is. William Castle's a. I love William Castle. Oh yeah. He's my absolute favorite talk to bring up yet another haunting movie. We're still finished talking about the previous one. But, uh, Thirteen Ghosts kind of pops right because he made because yep, he made Thirteen Ghosts the first one, and then that was remade right after uh, the the uh, Hill House remake. Well, I and I like both versions of that one too. The first one's a complete kids movie. Mm, remake yeah. is. Remake is more gory, more fun, but as a as since you know, a sense of energy. I have such a I have such a soft spot for the remake, partially because you've got again awesome cast. You've got Tony Shalhoub, you've Fuck got yeah. Matthew Lillard, you've got um oh what's his butt um uh uh is Joy Tan in that one? Uh, is she? Joy Tan is the dude. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking. No, 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 no. But he is in um he is in Rose Rabbit. Um, so April, uh 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 um uh. uh I'm Amadeus. Yeah. Uh, oh. Almost. No, <laughs> no, no, Ephraim. 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 Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, actually, he plays the uncle. He plays the uncle. You have these like. Ken Elizabeth, who kind of was big for a while, then vanished. Well, she something about her was big. Um, <laughs> but, you had, but you had some. I mean, Tony Shalhoub, Ephraim Abraham, these are some powerhouse actors. Like, <laughs> and a William Castle remake. And a William Castle remake. <laughs> and I, I love that so much because it's so. But again, that was another late 90s, early 2000s. Um, yeah, it was like 2001, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, even Matthew Lillard, who I think is a, is an extremely fine actor. Oh, yeah. Who uh, was a past Krypton guest. Um, you have these really great performances in this kind of silly movie. Yeah, it was not have fun, have the move off. But production design in that. Oh, it's I mean, The house is really the cool. House. The ghosts look great. Oh. Uh, yeah, the, the original one's more of like a chibi kitty flick, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it still has some sense of fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And the the way the ghosts look in that's pretty cool with the, with the viewer. The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fun gimmick. I uh, love... Which is, you know, Wayne Castle back and forth is gimmick, 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 gimmick. In the remake, I really love the scene with Shannon Elizabeth as the teenage daughter. Which, P.S., I'm sorry, how does Tony Shalhoub have a child? But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, it looks like Shannon Elizabeth. But, um... He, where she's in her room, and the ghost in her room, they keep switching back and forth because the ghost in that room, I believe, it killed herself. So yeah, it's blood the, in the, the queen or the, yeah. the whatever it is, like the three queen. Blood. So there's there's just blood everywhere, and they keep going back and forth as she's like putting the water on her <laughs> face, and it looks like 
blood in one shot, but then there's pain in another. And, like they had in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I love that so much as a as a, a design. It just, it's, I don't know why that really, I think it's because I think blood, I think carrying, and I think menstruation, so there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's, it's, Which also relates, you know, to it and Beth, so, yeah, which uh-huh. kind of a good. No, it's not really a ghost movie in that case, but yeah. He's a, There's ghosts in it, kind of. Uh, anyways, we'll just thoughts off the side. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we can't talk about some of these movies and then not talk about what has become very popular, which is the Netflix series. Uh, jumping all the way back to The House on the Hill. Back, yeah. Jumping back so to The House on the Hill. Jumping back to The House on the Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we jumped to The yeah. House Well, because they, they, they link, they create, and they, it, they mix. It's, and, a, it's a domino effect, because yeah. I, ghosts, I mean... There's only so many ways you do ghost movies, uh, but right. you do them well in the remembers or remembers back to this, remembers back to that. Well, and I also think you know, where horror is always a popular genre, what subgenre is kind of taking the lead? Ships, and with supernatural, we've had a lot of really strong supernatural movies come out, and so it it seems only really natural that would start to bleed into our TV series. Um, and and that is a very strong uh, TV series, and and I think a good ghost story. I mean, again, looking back all the way back when we we're talking about the innocence, and uh, a good ghost story is really not about the ghosts usually. Yeah, it's about the people. It's about the people. I think you see the same thing in um, like Crimson Peak. Oh yes, which I can't believe I didn't bring that. I do have other Del Toro in here, but I didn't have Crimson Peak. So thank you for bringing it up. It's a it's a gothic romance that happens to have ghosts in it but it's it's not about the ghosts because the ghosts are a reflection of the the people in the house in exactly case. that's really apparent in the, the haunting movies yeah the good the good movie and the, the good and the, tv show even, like rebecca yeah. is one that i look at as being i mean it's not technically ghost but it is but the, she but hangs the over ghost enough. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah the I, ghost of rebecca even if she isn't actually a ghost is, is present is present which which sort of brings back to this idea of what actually creates a haunting and what creates a spirit is it is it an actual manifestation or is it an idea uh where i think again with rebecca you very much have that looming over and which is and the same with the innocence like is there actually something happening or is this the nanny reflecting and the same thing with the original haunting is like mm-hmm. there's something there oh mm-hmm. there's there's some sort of ghost but how much is now? How much is this? How much? Yeah, so many, as we know in in, in regular life, uh, so many hauntings, so many poltergeists, particularly, mm-hmm. are unchecked uh, psychic energies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why you have so many poltergeist activities around teenagers, particularly teenage girls, particularly teenage girls who are hitting puberty. And all this energy doesn't know where to go, and ends mm-hmm. up forming into knocking everything. Listen, getting your period wall. is very traumatic. I'll, I'll take your word for it. I think that. this is the second time I've tried to bring up menstruation <laughs> in this podcast. It relates. Yeah. It does, well, it does though. It does. Um, and that, yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> 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 kind, of, kind of lost track, train of thought. But uh, but that's oftentimes when I hear about poltergeists in, in real life, I'm like, all right, how old is the girl in the house? <laughs> Which, I mean, since we're talking about poltergeists, I suppose. <laughs> poltergeists. Poltergeists. <laughs> uh, Which I will admit. Um, I saw the original Poltergeist late. I saw it as an adult, and I was fine with it, but I didn't love it. And I think some of it is, I think similar to me for The Exorcist, I did not see the original Exorcist until I was an adult. So you've seen everything that came after it, so yeah. Yeah, 
and um, I was I was fine with it. It was it was good. I, I was raised Catholic, so it hit some of those buttons where I'm like, yeah, that's Catholicism. It's fucked, isn't it? Um, but it, it didn't. When people tell me how much the Exorcist and the Culture guys scare them, and I don't get it. I can appreciate the filmmaking involved, but neither film for me was scary. And again, I, I think a lot of it is just seeing it later. Um, so both are movies of, of importance, uh, but not ones that and they uh, left the last thing. Yeah, I, I love I love Portuguese. It came out like actually it was it came out like two weeks after I was born somewhere in there. So it was like. Uh, between our births. <laughs> like, um, if Cody was here, he'd make some comment about yeah. how he came. He, he, he was, was born two weeks remake. before the remake happened, and I get to say "fuck you, Cody," but he's not here. So uh, the worst remake came out like fuck four years ago, and everybody. So yeah, a couple weeks it. before his born, right? How old is? And then the uh, but actually, I'm gonna as much as I love Poltergeist, I love Poltergeist to death. I think the the sequence when you see the the ghost walking down the stairs is one of my favorite sequences of all time. I find it incredibly incredibly sad. Uh, I love the sequel. Um, three, not as much, but I love the hell of Poltergeist too. Uh, Reverend Kane is one of my favorite villains. Um, sorry, I'm just texting my wife. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? This is, How dare you? Uh, sorry, I don't want to put your address in the podcast. Uh, um, <laughs> I appreciate you not putting my head I now I, have. I, have up here, so. I, I can tell a fun side story when you type in your my address to your wife. Um, I recently had to have my locks changed. Why, Kim? Why did you have to have your locks changed? Because the construction company that's been doing construction in my building for the past 20 years, uh, it's not been 20 years, it just feels that way, they made 10 copies of my key that we know of. And so we had to have the locks changed because we didn't trust that there weren't creepy construction guys from McBride Construction who suck uh, wandering around who have access to my unit. So. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, but eh, part three takes place in an apartment complex. Hey, there you go. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I, I will say in that vein, um, the third Exorcist, again, not a perfect film. I love third Exorcist. I like it better than the first, though. I too. like it better than the it's first. It's more entertaining. I, the first so one's a better made movie, yes. but I've watched but the, the third, third one. the third one is more entertaining. Uh, and that scene, I, the, the scene in the hospital, with yes. the, oh, that is such a beautiful example of how to draw out tension until it bursts until it bursts but no jump scare it no. just well it does have that one also but but not but not the same way not in the same way that is how you do a jump scare that is a jump scare that works um yeah but, anyway yes. we got a lot of stuff to so much. over we're and... so much <laughs> I'm trying to cross off ones we've covered yes. um can, uh, I, so can I know we're not going like super deep in anything here, but if you want to talk about it more, just message us and we'll talk about them, right? We get a lot of stuff to talk about, things that we love, things that you might not have heard of, because that's why I really want to make sure you get as many titles out. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go over stuff like, oh yeah, I haven't seen that, I don't want to see that. Something someone may not have heard of that I think is fantastic yeah. is uh, The Wailing. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. Could be a second to remember what, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's still three years ago, too. Yeah. Oh, I have it on disc, so that's why I watched it. Uh, I, I watched it stream on Netflix. I actually watched it on an airplane when I was <laughs> heading to New York. Oh, that's a good way to go two hours and 45 minutes. Anyway, well, that was my, and it's it's subtitled. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, well, I need to sit here and I can I can read during these, this time. But man, talk about the, um, 
the last like 30 minutes or so building suspense building tension where everything is kind of happening in real time and they're just letting it play out yeah that movie goes all over the place in all yeah. the best ways that's in not, all the best ways yeah it's not a, like oh wow this happened and this happened like stuff with the exorcist coming in there yes. doing that stuff with the it's pod and the girls freaking burn. out and slow burn the, the blood and and then i like the the dude in the truck's kind of creepy yeah and there's all these little little moments misdirects yeah. too where like you, where is this going where is yeah. this going but but in a way that works like not in a way where you're like where is this going it, it's it's really really remarkable so if it's it is again it's a foreign film you will have to read i'm sorry but it is worth it and while we're over um in in asia uh -huh. i do and of course asian ghosts are, are weird and scary um we all know the ring and and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. um and uh we all know the ring we all know the garage i'm gonna kind of leave those where they're at yeah, they're all right but i do want to bring up the eye uh there's yes. a crappy ass remake from it was like an album from like 12 years ago but the original uh the first there's like three of them but the first one is is a truly scary movie the elevator sequence and that oh yes it just gets there and like mm -hmm. oh boy mm -hmm. like, i'm just thinking about now that i want to go home and watch that scene <laughs> well i'm and while we're talking about other asian films um the road which oh, the road. it's philippines it's from the philippines again not a perfect movie um it's divided up into a couple different sections basically it gradually is going backwards in time but the first sequence specifically like it still sticks with me and as it goes back in time it kind of loses a little and and again the ending to me is problematic but that first sequence is creepy and this group of teenagers in their car on this road and they can't figure out they like take a side road it's an off road they're seeing things you're getting all these glimpses on the corner of your eye it's dark you see something in the headlights it's so creepy and i'm saying this is someone who doesn't find a whole lot creepy particularly ghost stories i love ghost stories they don't scare me when you hang out in haunted houses <laughs> as part of your job it takes a lot to get you there and this this has some moments that are really genuinely creepy uh and it's one again that's that might not be on your radar it yeah. is i can't worth, say i've heard of it but i'm gonna check it out it's worth a watch again not a perfect film but it is worth a watch um uh, speaking of movies that have sequences that creep you out hell house llc nice i i thought about putting it on here i thought it really more demons but that's still it's, fantastic it's again it's that kind of what is it is it demons is it ghosts and that had for the very when i watched that uh i got a screener of it for for belladonna uh, a little before it was wide released and there are scenes in that that made like that actually made the hair in my arm stand up and again i say this is somebody who is not easily creeped out it had moments that really i was like yeah that that it was very well done the second one is i enjoyed the second one it goes into an exposition heavy segment that i think really detracts from it mm. um the first one to me is a stronger film but in terms of low budget found footage movies that 
uh, I, I enjoy supporting independent yeah. and I enjoy when they, it's a really good example of you don't need tons of money to make an effective film. I think they're really solid films. And uh, going on that same same tack of uh, found footage, low budget, but mm -hmm. still fantastically made with a not so great, not as good a sequel, which I haven't seen LLC too, so I can't say anything. Uh, the Raven Counters movies. Oh, yes, yeah. the sequel's awful. But the first one, I love the but, first yeah, it's, one. It's made, yeah, it's made for like five bucks oh, and a sandwich. But and it's, it's, so, it's so good. I love it. I love it so much. I love that you get to see, because the, the whole premise of, of this ghost hunting show, and I love that you're seeing the truth of the ghost hunting show, which is this is all bullshit. We're yeah. playing things up for the camera. And still starts to go real close to expect. And then I love the. the the way that I love the, of course, it might be a spoiler a little bit, but the, when they just figure out what's really going on, and then they realize mm -hmm. they haven't eaten in like three days, and then they realize everything's locked, all the food is, all the food is rotten, mm -hmm. and it's been like a week, and everything, it, and then at that point you know what is real, what's not, and it really fucks with your head watching it. Yes. Um, and that, that really cool. That this, it's because it's, it's also done for yeah, five bucks and oh, yeah. really yeah. The computer effects aren't the greatest. No, no. I mean, but, yeah, the second one is god awful. Yeah, because it, it's, it's a meta approach of like, what if the first one was real and doesn't quite work? And is way. is um, I was so disappointed by the second one, but the first one is it's it's one of my go to like, I want a movie on. I have a handful of, of horror films depending on what I'm in the mood for that I've seen before I put on. That's on my list of go tos. It's yeah. a really solid movie. And a lot of people don't think gave it a chance because it was like a. Almost essentially straight to Netflix. Yeah, 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 it really was. Uh, that's it where really I was. think everyone saw it. It was like in the the image they used for it of the stretchy face ghost. It's yeah. kind of like that looks like well, like the, what what Tom the, what Tom and Lane would call the one star Netflix drop. Yeah, <laughs> this, I think the second one uses that. The first one is the uh, the picture of the group. Oh, okay. Maybe uh, the off. second one is the one because yes, but it it uh, that's it's a, such a solid film. It's such a solid. It's up there again with Hill House LLC where. Don't let the fact that it's low budget dissuade you from watching. It is low budget done right. And um, so, just jumping to, to other things. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, as I mentioned, uh, kind of two movies that actually, and I'll just do one mention here uh, that talked about where you watch it the first time and you, you your hair and your arm raises. Uh, which so this movie, I'm gonna put a preface in here where like I was talking to my roommate uh, my first time went to college. And he's a big horror fan. I, don't, I know we list it reads the site. I know those things. David, if you listen to this, thank you. You know exactly where I'm going with this. Um, <laughs> we were talking about movies that we've seen. This that. Then I mentioned he asked if I watched this movie. I said no, I haven't seen. It. He's like, oh, cool. we're going out now. We went. We we went downstairs. We walked uh, about a mile out to a Hollywood Video. Um, we rented it. Hollywood back, Video. And uh, he stayed downstairs because uh, he was in the dorms. And he he's like, all right, turn off the lights. I'll see you in 90 minutes. <laughs> and uh, and then, and then my other roommate came back, and he stopped my other roommate. Well, I said, "No, Bob, watching movie upstairs. We'll finish." Yeah, we were watching The Changeling. Yeah. Um, uh, oh. George C. Scott, nineteen eighty, oh set set here in mm. Seattle. Though it's just a name drop, and it's actually really set in Seattle. Um, because it's not based on anything real. It's like kind of like Rose Red, where you see shots like that isn't where that's it is. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I see a Grey's Anatomy episode, I'm like, that's. <laughs> no, 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 but uh, change, it's also one mm -hmm. that doesn't directly have anything directly no. in your face. There's just, like three dots of blood on the cop's face in uh, that one yeah. sequence when the car crashes. For the most part, everything is noise, it's tension, mm -hmm. it's that long shot of mm -hmm. the ghost coming down the stairs from the ghost point of view during the seance. Mm -hmm. uh, did you die in this house? And the 
clapping thing. Yes. You know? It's almost like the clapping thing in, uh, in The Conjuring. Yeah, well, everything is drawn out. Yeah. Like the ball sequence. That yeah. whole sequence is like three minutes long getting to that. But you know it's coming, the the, the mm-hmm. wheelchair moving. Oh. Um, and it does have those moments, but there's no, I don't think you actually ever see a ghost in the movie. Uh, it's all, the ghost never materializes. Mm-hmm. It's all in movements, it's all in the shots. And grief. It's another uh, one yeah, full another, of, it's a movie full of grief. It's like Hereditary, which isn't really a ghost yeah. movie. But, um, yeah, well, but I mean, uh, any, the Hill House, the, Hill House or, the series, the... Yeah, that's nothing um, but, that's all... Grief. Awakening. Awakening's Awakening yeah. has in, all of this grief. Uh, one that I haven't mentioned yet, but I'm going to next, is all about grief. Like, grief in ghost movies is such a thing because, again... Because it's a manifestation. It's a manifestation. Which I think of the the others. I don't know if that's where you're going or not. No, the others, I'm going the others. Yes, here. and that's also one that really creeps me out. I know where everything's going, but it's still but it's, it's still really effective. One for me that this is one of my all time favorites as well uh, is Lake Mungo. Oh, nice. Yeah, I haven't I, seen that, but I've heard oh, amazing. Bob, things. you're taking my DVD home with you. Okay, you're taking my DVD home with you. <laughs> every, I, every podcast I do, I like. We haven't seen that. <laughs> Last time it was a Demon Wind and or Carl Chucky. Now well, it's, I feel like I don't always get to say this to you because you watch everything. Yeah. Um, Lake Mungo is, uh, I I love it. I partially because it, it combines a lot of the Kim pleasure spots, which are ghosts, <laughs> found Sorry. footage. No, I think, <laughs> listen, I like what I like. What can I say? If anyone out there is looking for a date, they know the Kim pleasure spots now. Um. But it's it's a mockumentary style and a well done mockumentary style horror film that hits all my buttons. Um, it's it again it has those moments that you get the chills. And I know some people don't love again the ending. I don't mind the ending personally. I'm not going to spoil what the ending is. <laughs> but it is it is a film. They were about Bruce Willis the whole time. It was, they weren't Bruce Willis the whole time. It's, it's a film a about <laughs> it's a film about grief. It's a film about coping with loss. And this is not a spoiler because it happens within the first five minutes of the film. Uh, and it's in all of the trailers that you know that the the girl, the teen daughter in it, is dead. Oh, like in the beginning of Changing, it's opening scene. Yeah, you know this is not. It is what drives everything else for the characters the rest of the movie. That, oh, yeah. that what you're dealing with is this family who are processing the grief at the loss of one of the members of their family and that they think she is there that the son starts to believe that she is somehow haunting them and so uh it's it's just it's beautiful it really is and it's uh, another new zealand or just australia i think it's australia i think it's australia um I, I really respect both Australia and New Zealand has some really lovely movies dealing with, I mean, I can think of the Babadook too, like mm-hmm. dealing specifically with grief. Yeah, so Babadook's nothing but grief. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also one that's like, is it actually a thing? Is or, it actually a thing? Yeah. Uh, or is it some weird manifestation of her grief taking physical I, form? Or I, I think less of grief, but more of uh, you playing with your children. Or yes, like, yeah, because there's, there's also isolation being a single mother. There's all there's yeah. a, but, lots of going to Babadook. But with this, you have a, a such heavy, heavy grief and unanswered questions. And I think part of it is also as a lover of true crime, again, the mockumentary style really gets me. It feels so 
real. It really feels like they have made a documentary about this. And I I just love that so much. So uh, Lake Mungo, again, if you want one of Kim's top, it's one of my favorite horror films, period. Not everybody's going to agree, but for me, it hits on so many things I love. It has some really chilling imagery in it. No, I said, I look forward to checking that out. And I was actually just thinking about when you're talking about like the changeling and the first haunting and yeah. so much um, of what thinking of what makes ghost stories work. Mm -hmm. uh, the best of the, the ghost movies, I think, so much of what you instead of what you see, like say a slash movie where you get a good mm -hmm. kill, and the, what makes you think a lot of haunting movies works what you don't see something either moving in the back or something moving not looking at, or just simply the tension yes. of where something could come from, and mm -hmm. it's more of where the pop-out will come from an actual pop-out, if it ever happens. Yeah. Um, they, there are some stuff that comes directly, like in the first haunting we see the, the doors move. But that's really about it. Yeah. Uh, and so much of that could be, you know, Eleanor's mind. In the new haunting series, there's that, um, the, during the long take episode, mm. there's that point where a couple of times the statues move in the background, but it's always mm -hmm. like, what is that? And that's when you start questioning your reality, you start questioning what you're seeing. Like, 1408 has, has that where... Oh, Look yeah. away from the painting, you look back, and it's mm -hmm. different. It's like, is it actually different? Was it actually like this? And it starts to fuck with your own It's so human, thing. too. Yeah, it's like, where, like, they say that your memory is so weird that if you look away from someone and they change their shirt and you look back, you're never going to realize, unless someone, unless they, someone, someone tells you, mm -hmm. or you pick directly like note, yeah. uh, that they really can change their shirt when you're looking the other direction and you only notice. Mm -hmm. um, that's why so much, witness terror testimony doesn't really hold up in court so much. <laughs> It's not reliable because you change the details and you don't mm -hmm. know certain things. But um, uh, other movies that I definitely want to bring up uh, be Burn Offerings. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Using the same house as the uh, as the Phantasm. <laughs> um, That's but right. Karen Black, Oliver Reed, uh -huh. uh, and that Karen whole Black. sequence is mm -hmm. one of the best. Um, but uh, you got uh, Burgess Meredith. Yeah. Uh, he was also in The Sentinel, which is also mm. a fantastic uh, oh, I haunting movie. I read about The Sentinel. I'm so glad you talked about The Sentinel. Yes. That's funny. Is I think I have your copy that you sold to. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has your name on the back of it. Oh, does it really? Yeah, oh, like, for, and Christine uh, does that you yes. sold to, uh, that uh, you gave uh, to Spook, Spook yeah. Night Night Fox. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, that was part of my courage of movies. Yes. So I was like, mm, I think it's streaming somewhere. I don't need this. Uh, and then the. Um, but yeah, the burnt offerings. I think it's kind of, it's kind of fallen to the wayside. I think a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't see it mentioned all that all no. that great. But some Dan Curtis, uh, Trilogy of Terror, yeah. and Dark Shadows, and everything like that. Yeah. So he's worked a lot with uh, Karen Black. Um. I think the the Sentinel as we. Yes, then you're talking. Not a lot of people have seen the Sentinel because it's fucking brilliant. Which, which I always find so interesting because it it really is such a great movie. Uh, but it isn't one that. I feel like it's one that only comes up when you're talking to horror people yeah. about these are the movies that you should watch versus, which I get it. I sort of understand why it's not necessarily as commercially as accessible. Yeah, it's got the weird sexuality and make yeah, uh, make naked a Burgess Meredith, you know, something everyone wants to see. It's not necessarily one that holds up in terms of time. As well, it's again, very 70s. It's very 70s, which, if you're used to watching things that are of a certain time, is fine. But if you're looking for a more timeless aspect to your movies, is not really going to do it. Yeah. Plus, but don't we want to watch Chris Sarandon go around the city for a couple hours? 
I mean, I do. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what you want to do. Um, I feel like we have to mention the Sixth Sense. Yes, which we kind of have to do a few minutes ago, but uh, yeah. I think if it wasn't on my list, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> it's <laughs> pretty much. Until we mentioned Bruce Willis being dead. I mean, it, it. I feel like you have to mention it for no other reason than you saw. This was during a time when you were seeing resurgence of paranormal films too. Yeah, because that and um. The, Sir Echoes came out really close to each yeah, other. Sir Echoes literally came well. out two weeks later. Um, well, and, and the others wasn't too that, far that was from that. about two years later. Yeah, but it was all part of that same kind of... Uh, in terms of influential movies, it was an influential movie. Absolutely. And it's, it, you know, it's hard. It's hard when your movie becomes a punchline because when the movie first came out, since we were both alive during that time... Fuck you, Cody. <laughs> He's not even here, but fuck you, Cody. <laughs> fuck you, Cody. Um, it, it did something unique. And I think it's really easy now uh, as a, for modern audiences to kind of scoff at it when if, if you don't remember what it was like going into the theater and coming out having your mind blown. Like, it was, it was a thing. Um... And now, yes, M. Night Shyamalan is what whatever he is, doing. whatever it whatever is. Uh, but it, it was a significant film. And also coming out around that time, and probably made because of The Sixth Sense, uh, and like turned to twisty paranormal movies, was, uh, do you remember what lies beneath? I, just, I was just about <laughs> to talk about it! Yes! I love what lies beneath. Um, it's, uh, Kelly is found. Oh, she made a friend. I'm so glad. <laughs> so, my, my cat has made a friend in Bob's life. <laughs> She's a very sweet kitty, but she can be a little shy, so we're all happy about this. And by all I mean, a lot of people give, give, it, give it crap, but I, I like it. Oh, I think it's fantastic. I am Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, it, you know, and again, it's another one that I didn't see it till later. But that one I really enjoyed, and and again it has some nice tense moments. It it is a very nineties film. Yeah. But I like nineties films. I think it's like two thousand two. Is it two thousand two? <laughs> My God, it feels like a nineties film. Uh, he made it, it. Zemeckis made it be, when uh Tom Tom Hanks was getting skinny after Castaway or getting fat. When Castaway took a break for like nine months. Wait, Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks is in Castaway, and he filmed. He started filming Castaway, then he took a break because Tom Hanks said he had to change his body. Oh, okay, for that, I was like, I was like, I don't think Tom Hanks is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was made, okay, to be fair, made 2000. 2000, okay. So, I feel like both of our arguments fans. <laughs> We're close. It has, it has the feel of... Yeah, it's probably some script from like 98 or something. Well, because yeah. if it came out in 2000, it would have been filmed, filmed in 99. In 99. Yeah. So, I, I'm right. Uh, <laughs> the end. Kim's always right. No, I, I really I think, and it's again, it's another one that uh, I have non-horror fans talk to me about it. Because it, yeah, it's a everyone who's involved is pretty well known. It's a list yeah, act, it's an a list cast, a list uh, director. Call it a thriller, and anytime yeah. you call something a thriller, I'm like, that's just horror with fancy packaging. Like that's that's horror that you're hoping to market to the Academy Awards or something. It's the time of is a thriller now. And so is Get Out, You can't right? see the gesture I'm making, but... It's lewd. It's lewd, yes. Um, 
I feel like we have to mention if we're t- we're talking about kind of about nineties ghost movies. Uh, ghost ship. <laughs> no, God, I, hate ghost ship. I have such a fine. Such a I love the first movie. five minutes. And I then do. Realize it's it's a mess. utterly ridiculous, but I love it. It's such a beautiful mess because it's again, it's super nineties. And it's uh, the interesting about that one is like everyone involved is so mad at the movie because they started this script called Chimera. Two thousand two, not nineties. Whatever it is. Yeah. But it was a script that everyone signed up for, I think, with Gabriel yeah. Byrne and yeah. Julian Margulies. And they, 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 they changed the script during the shooting so much that what came out was a different movie than they started with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and even everyone involved was like, screw this, because this isn't the movie I signed up for. Uh, because they tried to make it more scary. They tried yeah. to do this, and they cut the budget. Well, they did kind of an event horizon thing with the yeah. movie. Yeah. Would you get her Venture Horizon? I mean, there's ghosts in Venture I mean, there's something in Venture Horizon. Fuck no, Demon ghost thing, something. But, but yeah, that's fantastic. I love that movie. That's oh a Lovecraft God, movie. Crazy. That's a Lovecraft Hellraiser yeah. movie on a spaceship. And again, cast. What a fucking cast. Like, Sam Neill. I miss you, Sam Neill. Yeah, Sam Neill. You, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Catherine Quinlan. Yes. Another person you don't go on vacation with after the oh, Hills of Eyes oh, and U Turn oh. and a bunch of others. She's every time she goes somewhere. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Jason Jason Isaacs. Yeah. yeah. yeah I forgot he was in that. And what's her butt? Uh, one of the Red Graves, except not a Red Grave. Um, shit. What's her name? Uh, don't know. Uh, well, it's it's the sister, but she doesn't use the the Red Grave name. And um, now I gotta look it up. She was in uh, Nick Tuck. Okay. Never watched it. Bob, you're fine. You don't need to watch it. Uh, but this is gonna bug me, so now I need to look this up. Um, but no, it's a it's a really really interesting movie, and I don't know. I I admit, like I wish there was more space movies. Like but Julia Richardson, is that her? Oh, it's John Pertwee's in too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's got such a kind of fucking awesome cast. Is it Julia Richardson? Yeah, I think it is Julia Richardson who is um. Who is the? Yes, her mom is Vanessa Redgrave. Yeah. Yes, she just doesn't use the Redgrave name, but partially probably because she's married to. No, I don't know. Anyway, she married to Tim Beaven before. Uh, doesn't matter. Um, um, but uh, uh, both really. Yeah, uh, I just completely lost my phone. Yeah, it's all right. Um. In that case, we can jump to a different title. Yes, I will say something we haven't talked about that we should is Ghostbusters, which yes. I know you have strong feelings about. Say so what's the? We'll let you talk about that because I, I like. I like Lady Ghostbusters. I'm sorry. I love the new Ghostbusters. I is like it? Lady and Ghostbusters. I'm really, I'm, as much as Ghostbusters 2020, or whatever you're calling it, is exciting I'm, I'm, to have a new one. You can't see me flipping off Ghostbusters It makes the MRAs win? I mean, yeah. that sucks. No, I, I can't, like, this is what I'm mad, is that it's not a movie I can see in theaters. Because I can't support it financially. It's Fair a movie enough. I have to wait to be streaming. Well, maybe you'll get a maybe you'll get a press pass. Or maybe I'll get a press pass. But otherwise, I can't see that movie. I will not pay money to see that movie. Not because I'm not interested in seeing it, but because of what it says that they're making it. Yeah. And I hate that. It pisses me off. But that's what we've come to. But honestly, I, I love all the guests, in every form. All the yeah. cartoons. I used to dress up the cartoons as a kid. I was like Slime. And I think I said Unchilded Favorites that the Ghostbusters 2 was yeah. my first VHS that was ever given to me that I remember getting. Yeah, uh, yeah my childhood favorites. And yeah, the Ghostbusters movies are, are fun. They're definitely not um, anywhere scientific. <laughs> oh, well, no. But, but it's not. cool, but the, but the gadgets are cool. Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah, it's entertainment. Yeah, exactly. It's pure But you don't need to see that type of gadgetry and that type of fun uh, really to otherwise. And uh, like... The, yeah, the cartoons have wonderful designs and, and really great writers. Like, they're well written. Yeah. Like, the first, I have, I've seen some of the newer cartoons, like Extreme, but 
the uh, the real Ghostbusters was so well written. They got a lot of great comic book art mm -hmm. uh, writers. Uh, Jay yeah. Mekshinsky yeah. who made who made um, Babylon Five uh, pulled a lot from all all sorts of horror writing. Like there's a lot of uh, Lovecraft, August mm -hmm. Durant. Uh, like they they pulled from all the sources to make something fun. And actually, I I really loved. I need to go back and watch the show. I watched. Uh, well, I got like the first two seasons on. on it's TV, funny because so. I watched cartoon growing up, and I had probably a stronger connection to the cartoon than I did to the movies, only because back when oh, we should do an episode on Saturday morning cartoons. Of course. Fuck you, Cody. Because I miss Saturday morning yeah, they, cartoons. They're gone. They're gone. So. They're gone. <laughs> um, this is what happens when you're not here. I have nobody to flip off. Uh, but I loved the cartoons. I really, really did. And I mean, again, they're they're they were influential. Movies. Um, if yeah, we're they're incredibly yeah they're they're iconic they're, they're touchstone like mm -hmm. everyone's seen it. Uh, I don't think there's anyone in the world who hasn't seen the Ghostbusters movies. At this point, no. Well, and, and then feeding off of that, uh, something I remember watching when I was a kid uh, slash early teenager, I guess, was Casper, <laughs> which um, the movie has Christina Ricci in it and Macaulay Culkin, I think. And Bill Pullman. So. Bill Pullman. Yeah, Bill and uh, Captain Moriarty. Yeah, and I remember seeing it in theaters because I am that old. But it was and in, in uh, Dan Aykroyd's in there as Ray. Yes, so. yes. <laughs> so it, it does. It's in the Ghostbusters universe. Like, well, that's just part of what made me think about it. But it was a sweet movie. It was a sweet family movie. Um, I saw it with a group of my friends. Like it was just a fun, and it's not one that I see. And to be fair. I don't think I've watched it since I probably saw it in theaters. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it in VHS. I didn't see it in theaters, but I'm I don't know it. if it held up. I'm sure the ghosts don't look as No, 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 good, but they never but, do. But yeah. I just remember But they're meant to be a, cartoony anyway. It was, so. well, yeah, Casper was never supposed to be scary. Casper was, was he was a friendly ghost. How long until he gets his reboot? Now that Riverdale and, and well, Sabrina got theirs? How yeah, we're going to get um, a, a scary Casper soon. I talk about on the tour. If I have kids on the tour, sometimes they start getting nervous. I actually reference Casper. I <laughs> say, they'll, they'll, they get, if they were, if there's kids who are visibly scared, I talk about all of our ghosts being Caspers. And I'm like, they're friendly. They're nice. Don't worry about it. I, it doesn't matter if that's not entirely true. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, that was uh, when I was growing up. That was a, that was a fun movie for my childhood. And if we're going to talk about, uh, continuing on childhoods, and this actually is a, is a, isn't a, a movie it's a television show oh. but probably did more to get me interested in ghosts than anything else uh -huh. uh, and scare the hell out of me and actually i'm kind of don't want to revisit because i'm afraid it'll be like oh that was super cheesy but the unsolved mysteries i say the unsolved oh mysteries like the God. facebook uh unsolved, unsolved mysteries, mysteries <laughs> that you want to talk about things that scared the shit out of me unsolved mysteries is what scared me more than anything yeah else so yeah so it's something yeah, so it's because it's Ish. Well, I mean, the, <laughs> yes, if you're getting in some of the haunting and the yeah. alien stuff, maybe not as much, but but true crime. Too, yeah, I was, like, yeah, of course, yeah, you're a big true crime, true crime buff. Oh, but this I just is, think you, you ghost, wonder why I grew up watching them. So yeah, I watched the hell of like the ghost episodes. Robert Stack. Uh, there's ones I remember that I need to go back and say rewatch if I can watch season now. It's streaming. Uh, yeah. I remember one about like a haunted school right before they tear it down. And they're reviving it. Oh, I, cool. Yeah. Everything, it's the nineties. Everything from the nineties getting revived. Um, and there, there's one about the George Washington Inn, I think, mm -hmm. uh, that clicks in my head. There's two episodes particularly I remember. They're quote unquote real stories. Yeah. And again, the real is always going to be scary. That's why ghost stories, that's why ghost movies don't scare me. The real is always scarier. But that's why they actually work for me, because it's also, <laughs> if you do them right, it comes off like an actual haunting. 
Um, guilty pleasure movie. It's not a good movie, but I love it. It's awful, and I love it. Gothica. I hate you. It's so bad, but I love it so much. Because you, okay, okay, let's talk about Gothica for a moment. Robert Downey Jr. in his Coke questionable days. Coke days. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. and Halle Berry and a couple other actors. Uh, I saw it once. I don't remember anything I else. I love I remember hating the hell out of it. It's a... Uh, sure. Wait, so. I don't know if it's Penelope Cruz. I need to look it up. But uh, it's, it's not a good movie, friends. It's not. And yes. Penelope Cruz, yeah. Yes, Penelope Cruz. Like, again, it's another one where you, you have genuinely good actors in it. And that's maybe why, like, Charles Dutton is in it. Bernard Hill. John Carroll Lynch. Oh, I love it. Yeah, right? Um, but it's, well, it's, it's kind of like killed the Newcastle uh, brand, though, because it, you know, talked about a House on a Hill and 13 Ghosts and so Ghost Ship. Like, they, so they started bad. out solid and they made Gothica and Ghost Ship and they just died. They made Fear.com as well. See, I was going to say, awful. Fear.com bothers me. Gothica. Another bad ghost movie. It's like, okay, again, I know it's a bad movie. I know this. And yet, I don't know if it's the weird combination of scenes between Halle Berry and Robert Downey Jr. Or if it's just furthering, I do have a weird thing for Robert Downey Jr. Even in his coke days, um, I I really like it, and I know it's bad. I know it's not a good film. But, it's but. funny, like looking at Halle Berry, it's like from X two to this to Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, this was not her. These, this was not her highest. <laughs> and then X Men three. <laughs> then the Perfect Stranger. She went when, downhill. Well, it's, it's the Oscar winner curse. It's the after Monsters Kira- Ball. Then she did die another day Cooper the next Dunn two. Cooper Jr. had the same problem. Like, name something good he's done recently. He played OJ in American Crime Story. I suppose that was fun. I haven't seen it. He's the weak link. I'll say it. I'll I, I, it. I watched the other OJ one, the, the documentary one. See, that's good. See, I couldn't watch them both aside to go He's in, isn't he, in, he's in one of the American Horror Stories, the Roanoke one, and I, oh, I remember, oh, it's, that's no, all ghosts, of course. Okay, I was going to say, and again, it's not good, but I love it, I love it so much, because it's so bad, um, but no, I, I have a weird thing for Gothica, and it's not a good movie, but it's, it, it follows the Tremors formula for me. If it's on TV, I have to watch it. I can't imagine it being on TV. <laughs> it's on TV. I remember, dreams. I remember I hated it so much that, like, that year from my birthday, we had, or the year after, um, whatever birthday was after it came out, my friends got me a couple stuff for a birthday, and uh, they printed off copies of, got, of the cover, and then whatever movie, if they bought me a movie, they opened it up, changed out the cover for Gothica, so uh, they, it seemed like for a minute I got like 12 copies of Gothica, and I really got a bunch of them. I love your friends so much right now. <laughs> I, again, is not good, and I know that. Like, the part of me that understands what makes a good film knows that, but there's some part of me that just loves this movie. Even knowing how bad it is, I it's I, maybe it's up there with Ghost Ship, where it's like I know it's not good, but I really like Gabriel Byrne, and there's some part of me this speaks to in its badness. If we want to switch around to something actually decent, of course. Uh, well, that was Backbone. Damn right, it's on my list here too. I mean. If you want to talk about somebody who understands ghosts, it's Guillermo del Toro. No, honestly, that's my favorite del Toro movie. Uh, I know that I think Pan's Labyrinth is a better movie. I think it's a better movie. Uh, but I enjoy yeah. Devil's Backbone more in some way. I, I mean, it's 
It's also, I mean, it's, it's an earlier movie for him, and he's, what, I, I feel like Pan's Labyrinth, his, his visuals are stunning, but he understands ghosts. He understands a ghost story, and uh, That's when Rosanti isn't isn't the villain. He isn't the scary part. The scary part's the humans. They happen to be humans. around everything else. Yeah, and and I think that's something. I mean, again, looking at Crimson Peaks too. Like the human element is always something he's very strong at. Integrating the human element with the supernatural in general is something that he is exceptionally good at. Um. And along those lines, it's not a Del Toro movie, but he was, I don't know if he produced it, he was involved in The Orphanage. Yes, one of the scariest movies of all time. That? That movie? He produced it. Uh, Jay Bayonora. Directed yeah. the person who did the new, um, the new Jurassic, Jurassic World that came out this past year. Uh, he also did Boy Monster Calls. That, um, that, that one looks great, but the movie itself is different. That's a whole awful, different, different but, yeah, that's thing. A podcast. Um, but oh, yeah, The Orphanage, I saw oh, it in theater, scared the shit out of me. broke my heart. It broke my heart. Like, talk about grief mm. and those elements of grief and the whole. Oh, it's all over, over that too. Yeah, and so they get devil's backbone and yeah. yeah these so much of these are about, are about grief. And of course, you mentioned House on the Hill. It's, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's all it's what it is. Ghosts are manifestation of our own grief. But yeah, the the orphanage is if you've never seen it, and I mean, I know some people are turned off by the use of subtitles, which makes me sad. Uh, it is. It's a heartbreaking movie uh, like as a I mean horror aside it's a heartbreaking movie I just I remember when I saw it just being so sad it's so sad um and it's creepy I mean, it's genuinely creepy as well but it's it, it's I don't know again I don't know if this is my vagina talking but like my god it just it hits you in the uterus um <laughs> I've been, I don't know how that this kind of segues a little bit to there, but we have a we mentioned we mentioned it in passing before, but the woman in black. Yeah, sure. So much is about so much is about you know her uh, inability to have kids. Her, and her yeah. grief over that. Her yeah. grief. Or she had a kid and lost it. She early. had a kid yeah, and lost it because she was not. It died in the marsh. Yeah. Well, and and because she's not stable mm -hmm. and then they dance around depending on which version you're talking about it gets danced around what's going yeah. on with her i've read the book i haven't seen the 89 movie and i've seen the dana wacker for the remit the sequel not good i like parts of it i like parts uh, of it it's it's not i think divorcing it from it's it looking as a standalone like ghost movie it's fine but, it's uh, not great but it's fine and the thing with woman in black is uh it's what i mentioned earlier i said that Good setups are scared are ruined by bad jump scares. Like, yes. which uh, there's a uh, point early in the movie or about halfway through where Daniel Radcliffe is going through the house. He's hearing noises. Yeah. He's all by himself, and that this tension is just ramping up. And then there she is at the end of the hall, and you kind of have to see her. And then he puts the light up, and then she goes, yeah. and comes flying at the screen. And then every time you see her that, she does. It's like rather than like having her vanish or having her reappear, it said she screams at the the camera, and it. There goes all attention. Harkening back to the innocence, like uh, similar atmosphere. Yeah. Um, I remember very vividly the scene where they're at the lake and the little girl has the boat and she's talking about how how it's such a lovely day, and they see just a woman across the way, and then she's not there anymore. Yeah. 
So and you wonder what's that? Yeah. And it's and again it's it's a lovely and it's it's both a beautiful moment because it's broad daylight. It's the middle of the day, but it is chilling. And Woman Black does that with the her at the at the church when and, he sees her before he knows what's going on. Yeah, and York is lovely. I mean, the Moors are such a. Uh, well, it's hammer. Is it hammer? It's hammer, isn't it? Am I wrong? The the new one, yeah, the it's, new it's, one. It's, yeah, it's for the hammer revival. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, uh, but I, but I still has a hammer feel to it too. I admire right? the effort because they're going for that kind of old school feel. But I, I almost wish they could. I wish it. It really feels like it was. It was um, influenced by this need for the jump scare, where I feel like if if nothing else, a lot of the movies we've talked about have not been influenced buy a jump scare you don't need it and you can do it effectively but you don't need it I mean, unfortunately like so many audience members are they don't get that jump scare they're like oh i'm scared because they can't take attention and they'll they'll talk and do this so if they don't they isn't the screen movie doesn't yell at them they're gonna say oh the movie sucked and move on and uh which really sucks is they, i think a lot of audiences just don't get atmosphere no because atmosphere to me is is they can't can get movie. into the movie because they're focused or whatever, but anyway. No, um, I, I agree with you. I think you're. I think you're correct. I just it, it makes me sad. So, uh, speaking of like a movie that a lot of audiences didn't quite get because it goes a completely different direction than you expect. Did you watch that Ghost Stories from last year? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, damn, I love that. But no, that was fantastic. Uh, I some missteps didn't, didn't quite work. I know Allison saw it on stage back in London like ten years ago. Um, as we as we point, and she she nods, <laughs> uh, and I know it had a big effect on you then. Um, and the movie itself, I think, is I haven't seen the, the play, but um, the movie itself is, is really solid. Yeah. Um, also going in, I think the stories are kind of lacking a little bit. Like I thought each of the stories kind of cut off right before we really got to where it's going. But right. you know where it's going, and on the whole, when it makes mm-hmm. sense in in the moment that first time through, it's kind of like why'd you stop? But yeah. uh, but now we ultimately see why, because where it ultimately goes. Um, you know, talking to Women in Black, it's uh, is it playing here in Seattle sometime next month? <laughs> uh, Seattle Rep actually is going to be playing the Woman in Black in February. Um, and uh, I I wrote a little thing for their their play guide for uh, schools that come and see that. Uh, so I'm I'm actually really excited to see that. I've never seen it. I've read the play. I've never seen it before in life. Yeah, I saw it live once in a really bad community production. But uh, I, Seattle rep, I was gonna say Seattle Rep is is I've not been disappointed by the vast majority of what I've seen. Um, um we're almost out of time, so we're probably just gonna mention our way through. Yeah, I was gonna say things. I have a couple more I wanna make oh, sure okay. I through you. I would say uh, the paranormal activity movies were huge, huge things. They're and they're really hit or miss. Uh, a couple of them work. I think they work better in moments than they do as ultimate movies and they lost focus lost I think yeah. the third one's actually my favorite. Um, mostly really? due to the um, that fan scare. Oh, that is good. Um, and then not and being set in like the eighties, early nineties, they didn't have so much of the tech to worry about. True. Um, I think I'm one of the few that actually like the Mark ones. It was okay. I like uh, idea. That's one of the ones I like I moments. Have, I, that I, I thought the there was some really film. interesting things happening. Kind of got shit the bed by the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish it had been executed better, but I thought there were some good ideas. Good. Uh, Mama. Oh yeah, I love Mama. I loved Mama. I really loved Mama, and again. I have a thing for child actors. Part of this is because I, I teach children on camera how to act. 
Um, there was some fantastic acting happening in that. Uh, Jessica Chastain too. The guy across the Yeah, uh, yeah. And the the former playing Mama. He's, he's yeah. He, oh. he did uh he did a lot of the physicality for the for Pennywise and New Age. The same director. Yeah, yeah. Um, like when Pennywise coming out of the fridge, uh -huh. most of that's real, and it's that same guy. Um, it was again grief too. You have a movie about grief. You have a of a spirit who's grieving their child. Um, you have uh children who are, are you know their father was gonna kill them <laughs> kill them essentially but it, it's uh, a huge movie about grief and and what that can do and how that can make you linger and it's uh it, it was one of those movies too that i was sort of surprised didn't get more attention than mm. a god i thought it was a really solid movie um, the Innkeepers. Oh yes, yeah. I, I feel like I, I, I forgot about it. I know. Yeah. I feel like I'm remiss to not mention that because again, as that's also a slow burn with very uh, slow burn where you're not even sure what you saw. Yes. you literally have to pause certain frames to see what they saw. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I literally, when I first time so. I watched that, I had to go through. I went back for some watch and found like I went online and found like they tell you what frame numbers to look at. Like yeah, okay, there we are. But after I watched, I did like um. Uh, the Entity, uh, Barbara oh, Hershey, yeah. uh, who was also in oh. several uh, haunting movies, oh, um, which that's a, definitely a movie that's One. not for everyone because of the actions that the ghost takes uh, or whatever's happening there. True. Um, yes, yes, very true. And then uh, Haunting Connecticut and yeah, Haunting in Georgia. I actually, I like, I like Connecticut uh, to a decent degree. I Georgia is a piece of crap. Mad that like just call it its own movie. Yeah. It is not like why? Just because they both came from the haunting episode. <laughs> this case, the haunting is being the the television show. But it's the, but it, it's not clear to a yeah. yeah. I, it took me not connected. Movie. It's not that. No 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 no. And I mean the movies are fine. They're not great. They're fun. Um, I know Winchester is a movie that happens for better or worse. Yeah, that's uh, it's crap on crap Charisma on that legend. Black Charisma <laughs> black. Oh. And uh, actually, here's one that I'm really surprised that we haven't mentioned until now because it's because you don't think about it as a ghost movie, you think it in a different way. But The Shining. I was wondering why not to to talk about that because yes, you're right. It there are ghosts in that. Well, maybe there's ghosts yeah. in that movie. Yeah, like maybe it's just projections it, it, from again, the, psychic oh, ability. Along the same lines, um, whatever, what we're talking about. Whatever too, the whatever's going on, the hallucinations, like a mental breakdown that's happening, alcoholism. Well, if, not, if you take it as the movie or take it as the book. Or, oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's Danny's true. seeing stuff, but there's also psychic. Are you seeing the past? Is it, but how alive is the hotel? And is that, that's looking, a whole different. Yeah, thing. I was saying, looking at. Well, that's again, that'd be a good problem to have comparing movies to books. Because um, looking purely at the movie, the movie doesn't play up that as much. And in the movie, I feel like it's a lot more ambiguous as to whether or not what's happening is supernatural or if what's happening is uh i mean obviously there are elements of psychic stuff going on this but it's left a lot more ambiguous as to what you're witnessing um because yeah it's weird i don't want to think of the shining i don't really think of what's there as, as ghosts as much as projections of, of the overlook yeah me too which is why i kept going back and forth as whether or not to include it but i'm glad you did mm -hmm. um I want to say The Witch in the Window, which is a newer film, again, a newer independent film, uh, very well done. Um, low budget done right, solid acting, really solid acting, interesting concept, 
it's streaming. I don't remember if it's Prime or Shutter. Where it's it's uh, I think it's in Shutter. But if you have Shutter. Prime, you have well. If you have Shutter, you have Prime. I don't know. But I, my have, Prime is my Shutter's through Prime. Well, um, my Shutter used to be, but but now you have it on Zoom. Well, partially because they kept releasing them late, and partially because they discontinued it in some markets. So oh, I got I nervous, so I switched over to their normal streaming. But now and I then, can uh, see Joe Bob Briggs whenever I want. Similar in title, but I don't know in plot because I haven't seen Witch in the Window. But The Watcher in the Woods actually isn't mm. ultimately turned out not to be a ghost not to be but, but it's made up to be similar um, to some of the other movies we talked about earlier too. and there's a, a bunch of uh, what makes you think of an episode of who's afraid of the dark are you afraid of the dark uh with girl scouts in the woods which mind you linked in my head with that and that's everything i mostly have i had ghost house which is a dumb italian horror film it's a lot of fun that. Um, of course, there's zillions of ghost movies. I but, have a few more. Um, Sinisters, kind of ghosts, kind of not. The children are the sort of ambiguous part. Yeah. yeah. There's a demon, but the children might be ghosts. And yeah. I think that's everything I came up with in like the uh, 20 seconds we thought about this. I have uh, the Frighteners. <laughs> oh, I cannot believe you forgot the Frighteners. I know, I can't. Oh, I, I figured if there would be anything my, you'd talk about be the Frighteners. This is one of my favorite movies. And I I, if you like it. Ghostbusters, then you probably like the Frighteners. I love the Frighteners. Oh, it's fucking it's a, I'm kind of surprised it doesn't pop up more. It's yeah. a really fun movie. Michael J. Fox. And uh, John Aston. Yeah. Peter Jackson's huge. Well, oh, well yes. he kind of dropped away, but oh, yeah. yeah. But that's both in weight and real life. That's right. Nice. No, but um, <laughs> uh, so I didn't mean to make it make a fat shaming joke. Uh, the uh, and then there's a movie that came out last year that's not good. Uh, that's similar in premise, but not quite the same thing. And I wrote bad things about it on my year, and I can't remember what it's called now. But it's on Netflix. I yeah. love it. Uh, uh, Loveland uses the same concept, uh, but as a a uh, serious version. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Ghost of Mrs. Muir, uh, which I think I've talked about before. I love that movie. It's again, it's um, more of a, it's one of those where ghosts meets romance a little bit. Uh, old movie, just fun, sweet, um, old school, nice black and white film. And the only other title I have here that I didn't mention earlier was a. Uh, Gongium, Haunted Asylum. Other, mm, uh, mm. I think it's, it's from Korea, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got a lot of solid setup, a lot of good moments, kind of falls apart. It's like two hours long, it's a little long. Mm. Um, but we're about to go over ourselves, so. We'll... <laughs> uh, the only one I want to throw out there is, and we were talking about this before, is Child of Glass, which is a. Yeah, a I never heard from, of it, you mentioned it. I, it was one that used to air on uh, 1978, I believe. It used to air on TV a lot when I was a kid. And it's it, essentially it's a made-for-TV movie, I believe, in like oh, a children's yeah, movie. So was uh, Born in Black. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a children's movie though, and it has children. There's a doll and diamonds. When I was a kid, it I loved it, and it also scared me. Uh, I have not seen it as an adult, and I would like to partially, although sometimes I don't know if that's good or bad to do. But uh, Child of Glass, yeah, it was it was a very influential film for me. Every time. Somebody asks, like, what, where, why? Why is this, you know? I look at a lot of stuff. I think, both Bob, you can attest to this. Being a child of the 80s and the 90s, as we were, Buffy and Cody, um, there was a lot more of these kinds of stories when we were younger that were geared towards us, yeah. that were geared towards kids. Uh, and you see less of that now, I think, in general. Sure. And uh, I think that's sad because it's not a bad thing to expose children to the to death. I don't know. Unless yeah. you don't which, like uh, how Bob and I have turned out, in which case yeah. it is a bad thing. That brings up like one last movie I mentioned that mentioned that has ghosts, but also sort of demon score line. Oh yeah. 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 And Paranorman. 
I thought about that earlier, but didn't write it down. But uh, yeah, we're out of time. But okay. thank you for uh, thank everyone for listening. Uh, if you did all the way through, <laughs> uh, if not just the ghosts of uh, we're talking to ourselves, I guess we are ghosts, right? Uh, Probably. <laughs> um, ghost of a podcast. <laughs> this plays in no distance to it. We didn't mention any Charles Dickens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ghosts um, are yeah. everywhere. That's hey, the moral Dickens, of the story. And uh, yeah, Christmas Carol, one of the biggest ghost movies. Uh, <laughs> and uh, well, thank you for listening. We are City of Geek. I'm Bob. I'm Kim. So find com. Subscribe to us on YouTube, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, everywhere. Follow me, Bob. And find everything we We're delightful. On. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.